Welcome to the Writer's Way podcast, where we celebrate writers who have completed their books and inspire writers who haven't. Join Lori and her guests as they talk about writing, books, and life in between chapters. Hello, everybody. It's Lori Wright with the Writer's Way podcast here again and welcoming lovely and talented author Jacqueline Coy. So thank you, Jacqueline. Hi. Hi. Uh, I appreciate you bearing with me because, of course, there's always tech issues on my end. So <laughs> thank no you for problem. your patience and grace. Um, I am so happy and excited to talk to you today because your story resonates so strongly with me. And so I'm guessing it will also resonate with so many other people, um, moms in particular, because of what your book is about. And so let's just jump into it. Um, can you start, just tell me in general, like, uh, your condensed bio. So who are you? What do you do? What are your books? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I'll just start with today. I've got a long history, like all of us, but um, today I'm a mom of two. I have a two and a half year old and an almost nine month old. She'll be nine months next week. And I work for a marketing data company during the day. And right now I um, write children's books and I've got a third book coming out next month. And that is a nonfiction book about the furthest thing from a children's book. It's all about birth. And um, so that's coming out. And so, yeah, I'm a busy mom of two with a full-time job and a part-time hobby that I hope to one day be my full-time job. Yes. So tell me, uh, you wrote to me about why you wanted to write uh, the first book, or maybe both the books. So share that yeah. with everybody else, sort of the why behind these books in particular. Yeah, the first book, um, sorry, I get choked up sometimes. The first book I wrote, um, just to get it out, out of me, my baby was like three and a half months old at the time. And I ended up writing it in my car. She fell asleep in the car in her car seat. And so I had like a free moment. I had both hands and this felt like amazing. Cause if you're in that new stage, you never have two hands free. And so I just happened to have a notebook in my car. And so I took those quiet moments in a gas station parking lot and just wrote out everything that was in my head. And so um, then I made a little sketch of the monster cause the book is called love you to pieces, beautiful monster. And I shared it with my husband and he encouraged me to go about publishing it. And I'd always written on the side just as something that I enjoyed doing. And so it was something that excited me and I wanted something for me at that point in my life. And so I ended up taking a publishing course, a self-publishing course at a local college. And that gave me a path to follow to get the first book published. And so it was really helpful to have a clear path on how to get that done because you can get going in so many directions and it will just, it will be information overload and then you won't start. Yeah, I love that information overload, especially uh, on the internet. I love that you took the course in person uh, yes. because there's a million courses. Okay, maybe not a million, but that you could take <laughs> online, but exactly the information totally. overload, which one is good, which one is right for which person and all that. So, um, Yeah, and there were probably better ones out there, but for me, I really do like learning in person. Yeah. Even in school, if I didn't sit toward the front, I would zone out. And so you just, you know how you learn best and... Yeah. For me, that's it. Awesome. Okay. So then um, I asked you how you felt before you wrote it and then how you felt after. So just to share with people that 
the, you know, the progression of feelings from, I have this book in my head, I need to sit and get it out whenever it strikes to, yeah. you know, it's published and people can see it on the screen. I know you can't, but it's gorgeous. Love you to oh, be you. beautiful monster. So you're talking about, you know, drawing, sketching out the monster. Is that what it looks like? The blue cover on her head? Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't that graceful, maybe the first time because I don't do my own illustrations, but yeah, it, it was a little baby dressed up in a monster costume. So yeah, kind of the progression there, the feelings it's, you know, initially, like I said, I didn't plan to share it, but I was so happy that, um, I was encouraged to do that. And then actually took the steps to move forward and do that because it is a message that all new parents need to hear. We can love our kids, but they can also drive us crazy. And it still rings true, even though she's two and a half years now. I mean, I love her, you know, but they take every ounce of you. And I think you've worked with children before, and I've worked with children before in my past. Um, I have a master's in education as well. And they just, you are drained by the end of the day. <laughs> yes. I was on a field trip last week, and uh, one of the dads that came with us, it was only like a two-hour field trip. We walked there. It was maybe 15 minutes grade two, you know, up the hill going back and they were all dragging. And, and so we were chatting as parents after we were leaving. And I said, I need a nap. You know, I yeah. can't do it. No wonder the kids are tired. And he said, uh, you know, kudos to all teachers. It's a Herculean effort. And I thought that was so um, correct. And I haven't really heard it put that way, but it's so true. So, and not just teachers, totally. anybody who works with kids. Sorry to yeah. you, that thought sprang to my head. No, totally. <laughs> So totally carry on. So I think, you know, after, um, after I published it, it was just, and ever since then, it's been something that I've continued to want to share. There are so many people that want to publish books. And so I like talking to them about that and that process. And then also there's just so many people that have a book inside them that need to get it out. And then there's the rest of the people that just like the book because it speaks to them, you know, because they're in that time and they need to know they're not alone. Yeah. And my yeah. second book, um, My Mom is the Worst, is, you know, on those same lines. So the first one is the parent's perspective um, of what it's like to parent young children. And the flip side of that, in My Mom is the Worst, is what it's like to be parented all day long, you know, from a toddler's yeah. perspective. So. Yeah. Fun. Both of them. <laughs> yes, yes, just like teaching, from, for yeah, sure. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Um, so something else that I really liked about your story, uh, because it resonated with me so much is the time it took you to uh, have the idea, write it, get it to market. So please share those timelines because I think you're going to blow people's mind about the possibilities. Sure. Yeah. I think you and I have both found out a little bit about each other and we've learned that we are impatient people. <laughs> for for good and for bad, we're impatient. Yeah. But um, so my timeline with the first one, and actually pretty similar with the second book, was that I wrote the rough draft in one day um, and kind of edited it within that same day and within a couple days around there. Um, and then the next biggest piece for a children's book is hiring um, the illustrators, unless you plan to do it yourself. And I hired illustrators for both of my books. So that process, I wanted to really do it diligently. Um, I did use an online freelance service, but I wanted to really vet out these people. And so I had them do some sketches where I just paid them a couple bucks to get a sketch um, done based on my creative ideas and what I sent them uh, to make sure that I thought they would be a good fit. And so I had probably 
six to eight different artists that were providing sketches. And then I did some polls within my Facebook group, at least for the second one, when I had more of a presence in my Facebook group. Um, the first one was kind of just among friends, but um, got their votes. And then um, from there, hired them. And it took, once I hired the illustrator after about a week of that process, it took about 30, 30 days, maybe 35 days to get all those illustrations and the cover back. And what was really cool about that process was that these are people that are in other countries. And so they're working while I'm asleep. And I was working full time um, during both the books. And so I would wake up really early in the morning and get up at five or six in the morning. And I'd have a sketch there for me to look at and to provide feedback on. Um, usually I would get two sketches a day and I would give them any feedback adjustments before they went and colored the sketch. So it was really exciting to wake up every morning and get to do my fun job before I go to my other job. Um, and so, and then after I got the illustrations back, um, doing the formatting, that's not my favorite part, um, but formatting and just looking it over again and then getting it up online. And then I usually provide a couple weeks for launch. So that back end stuff takes about four to five weeks for me. Okay, and you once I get the illustrations back. Um, the two children's books, yep, I was able to format myself in Word. Okay. Um, this third book that I'm doing is almost 300 pages, totally different from a children's book, and so I did hire um, some formatting help and definitely an editor for that one. Okay. Okay, so let's okay. go back to what you're talking about in case somebody's listening to this and they're like, okay, I'm doing what that lady did right now. What, yeah. what freelance service did you use? I used Upwork. Upwork, okay. Yep. And I've used them for the majority of my um, freelance yeah. projects yeah. and had good success because, you know, you if you write up, if you're diligent on the front end and really write up what you're looking for and give them a, a brief, don't, even though they're creative people, don't expect them to just pick something out of the air or you're going to be spinning your wheels. It's going to take a lot longer. You got to give them direction. Um, usually I provided them at least one or two sentences for each page of what I was thinking in my head. Now, there were definitely times where they came back with something better or a better adjustment to that, and that's what I'm paying them for, but yeah. gave them a place to start. Okay, and I'd like to repeat it that you said you asked for sketches from a few people, from five or six people. That's what I did as well, and I yeah. think it's really smart. Um, I know money's tight for a lot of authors in the beginning, but it's mm -hmm. worth your time if they're asking 5, 10, 20, whatever it is, to pay that five times over and really pick the one that resonates with you the most, so. Yes, and I would have loved, here's um, kind of a behind the scenes thing, I would have loved to use the same illustrator for both books, yeah. but yeah. from one book to the next, the first illustrator that I used went up in price considerably because she's done really great things and because she's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and so I had to use somebody else the second time. And so it took a little bit more time the second time because I had to find someone that could recreate that style. Okay. And do it well because I wanted it to be similar look and feel. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But I was able to do that. It just took a little more time the second time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's great. Sort of behind yeah. the scenes knowledge. Um, and so for your kids' books, you did not use an editor? I did not. Okay. So I used family and friends. Yeah. And that's what I did as well. Um, sort of a peer group. So just yeah. calling attention to that because a lot of people yeah. will get stuck in the process. You know, if they're learning a course or if they're in a group with writers or whatnot, and pe some people will say there's only one right way to do things. And one of those sticking points for a lot of people is you have to have it edited. 
So um, I think you and I are probably similar uh, minded about this and that's that there's lots mm-hmm. of different ways you can achieve the outcome that you want. And so, totally. you know, the cost of an editor makes it prohibitive. So um, yeah. is it always maybe a good thing if you can afford it? Maybe. But if you have great family and friends or feedback groups, or whatever, <laughs> it's doable, right? Right, right. And then, you know what, another behind the scenes thing is if you find an error um, six months from now, you own the files, the Kindle files and the print files, and you can go in and make a change. Absolutely. Yes. And then another behind the scenes or something to point out (laughs) is that a lot of traditionally published books have errors as well. So I Mm -hmm. have read lots of books and it's just something small. It doesn't pull me out of the reading necessarily, but I'm like, oh, that's not great. And it's not just a self-published thing. It's not just an indie thing. And the beauty of it is if you're print on demand, uh, you can change it. And the next day the change is live and you haven't printed 5,000 copies with an error in it. So, yes, don't like, don't be your own worst enemy. Don't hold yourself back. So, right. For that. I love that. Okay. I'm writing that down. Okay. Sorry. No, yeah. let me drink from my yeah, ridiculously okay. large water bottle. Your knowledge bombs here. <laughs> this is the <laughs> the uh, water bottle that they give you at the hospital, and I'm still drinking out of it nine months later because <laughs> it's the only way I drink a lot of water. If I have let's see it. Straw. I'm like it. a baby. I, I didn't get one of those. Let's see how big it is. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. Fancy hospital. I got the uh, wear, you know, and not much. Um, okay. I laughed. They, they sent out this postcard for the hospital that I gave birth at, which is just the normal hospital a couple miles down the street. But they um, refer to their birth unit as a pampering experience. And I was like, I had a good positive experience. But, you know, it's still birth. <laughs> You're not going to the spa. So your marketing cracked me up. You got a fancy water bottle. So. I did. I did. And I think they gave me a robe. You did get a robe? Yeah. So that's pretty deluxe. I didn't, I never used it. But. Oh yeah. That is deluxe. I think yeah. I got the sheet that's made out of paper. I don't, I don't even, I blocked it. I don't even know. <laughs> okay. Um, so you've already sort of talked about your advice that I had asked you about earlier, but um, let's really make it clear and spell it out. What advice do you have for somebody just like you, maybe a new mom or uh, maybe even not a mom, but just somebody sitting at home, letting these little things trip them up and stop them. So what is your advice to people just like you? Yeah, just keep moving forward. And if there's something that is stopping you, um, share it with somebody. And then sometimes you realize that it's not as big as you think. The longer you leave it spin in your head, it starts to like grow. And so sometimes you just need to get it out and um, realize it's it's not a deal breaker. I just went through that with the formatting of my third book. I was running into some things and it kept pushing my timelines back and it was frustrating me. And then I started, like you were talking about, I started flipping through some traditionally published books mm-hmm. and found that I never noticed when I was reading the book, but there are some things that from a formatting perspective probably are, were done for odd reasons, you know, um, similar things to what I was running into. So okay. I just realized I needed to let it go and move forward, and I was not going to hold up my project anymore. Um, it's a great book, and I want to share it with people. So I'm excited. Is it pretty much ready to go, and you're just running through? Yeah, I'm waiting on the um, paperback copy right now. I'll sh- I should have it uh, next week when I get back from vacation. So. Okay, to proof it. Cool. Yeah. 
Okay, and do you, and so that book's about birth. Do you talk about that water jug and the and the, <laughs> and the I, experience? <laughs> I I do. I uh, talk about many overly personal details in that book. It's um it's called Because You Are Superwoman, and it's all about uh, birth with believing in yourself and birthing with minimal intervention. Um, you know, and that doesn't mean you have to be some hippie, some natural birth. If you are, that's fine. But yeah. you know, I feel like. I'm an educated person that, um, you know, learned about birth and then decided I wanted to have it in the hospital, but also with a midwife and, you know, with minimal intervention. So I'm just sharing that with people to give them another perspective and also positive birth stories. I think as women, we hear a lot of scary things about birth and I was always scared about it before I had to do it. And, uh, so I just want to share a different perspective. Oh my gosh. Cause it's a head game, just like writing a book, you know, like it's, your mental space is so important. So, yes, yeah. that is so true. <laughs> Interesting comparison. I haven't heard birth, but but really, actually, a lot of people do talk about I've just birthed my book, right? Like, and now yes. I published it. I brought it into the world. So, yeah. Now that you say that, I have heard that comparison. Um, okay, so now is uh, no, not quite time for the super personal question. First, I want to hear uh, the best thing you've learned because I love what you wrote. The best thing you've learned along the way of the process. Yeah, um, I think for me, it was really using um, freelancers, because I can't do it all. I'm, you know, I guess you can try to do it all, but it's going to take a lot longer. And you probably if you are really honest with yourself, you have strong suits. And writing the book and being a facilitator, managing the process are probably my stronger suits. And so I leave editing and um, illustrating to other people. Oh, I love that. So for um, the freelancer that you hired to format the nonfiction book, did you find them on Upwork as well? I did. I found them on Upwork, yep. Cool. And, and then I used a little bit of Fiverr, which is a little bit of a cheaper service, um, mm -hmm. to get someone who had a program that I wanted to use and to help with some formatting that way. Okay, and what program uh, Volume. Probably sitting around, yeah. I've heard lots of good things about about that. But um, yeah. what I love that you said a little while ago is you formatted your own kids' books in Word. So yeah. Another thing is yep. somebody is researching how do I format, and they come up with Scrivener or Vellum or uh, there's probably, I think, Judo is one. I don't know if I said that right. Um, and then that might it's be cool, the but you have to pay. <laughs> you have to pay for all of those. Exactly. Yeah. And it might be a stopping point. Like, can I mm -hmm. learn this program? Do I have the ability, the capacity, the time, et cetera? Um, so you're here to say, hello, you can do it in word. And yeah. Be and so they have, um, great, I'm great. They have, they have workable, uh, formats on create space and probably other publishers as well, but that you can download. Um, so you're not starting from scratch Yes. in terms of formatting. Yes. And it might be frustrating. Like word does mm -hmm. sometimes. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's why I said great, and then I was like, okay, maybe not great, but workable. Workable and free. Don't so expect it to be easy, yes. but it will help. Yes, so when you're starting, that shouldn't be an obstacle, that the formatting shouldn't be a reason that you um, don't do it. A lot of illustrators will format for people as well, though, so if you're finding a freelancer and you have the money to pay, because, of course, that's going to be an extra cost, um, they will do it. Mine oh, cool. Okay, so personal question time. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, you don't have to tell us an amount, but I always ask people, how many dollar signs have you made and what's the best thing you've bought with it? And if it's zero dollar signs thus far, what's uh, what's your, your plan? Okay. Um, well, we've we've exceeded the four dollar signs, so it, it's the low end of the four dollar signs. But we we've hit that. But I am, you know, two years in now, yeah. and so a lot of that has been very recent. I was looking at my sales data the other day, and you and I have talked numbers, so I think we both enjoy hearing the nitty gritty. But like the last, what was it in terms of sales for the last year? like half of my sales for the last year have been in the last three months. So it's really, and that's when I've been working more with you yeah. and yeah. Um, doing some more things with um, Amazon ads. And so that has really started to build. It's still small, but it's building and it's in the right direction. Totally. So, so that's, I mean, not rich overnight, but like I said, I do plan to keep going and to try to make this a full-time job. And then best thing I've bought, I, uh, I bought a tickets to the 20 books conference in Vegas next month. And we get to be whoop, whoop, virtual <laughs> yeah. high five. And I'm like, <laughs> so excited. Yeah. Yes. Yay. Yeah. And so I'm really excited about that. Um, you know, I consider that investment back into what I do, but also just to learn. I, I enjoy learning and I can totally believe that things are going to be really exciting next year um, once I'll have a third book out. It's a totally different space. Um, but I also have a, a third children's book as well that I hope to put out next year. I just, I had to focus. That's one of the other things I would tell people, focus on one thing at a time. Because you can go in so many directions. But, yeah, yeah. Ideal yeah. for sure. Yeah. So yeah, the 20 books conference and then um, other things I want to buy, diamond earrings only because those are frivolous and have been on my wish list forever. I love that. And I keep asking my husband for them, and I just decided I'm going to buy them myself. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then a trip for the family to Hawaii. And Hawaii. <laughs> oh, yay. I can't yeah. wait till you share pictures of your I know. And your I was on your Facebook the other day that um, – that was like a place you absolutely loved. And I've never heard anyone say something bad about Hawaii. So oh, I can't wait. Uh, we went there for our honeymoon. So we didn't have children at the time, but it's the only place that I shared this on my Facebook page. It's the only place that I've ever visited that, you know, lining up in the airport, I stayed outside for as long as I possibly could. And then I had tears. And I hope oh I'm not right now because that's weird. But, yeah. Um, Tears, no, it's, this is rough. It's rough being on video because people can see us get emotional. I know, and I should know better and have Kleenexes nearby, but yeah, <laughs> we're real That's people. awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I can't, I can't wait to go. I think my, probably my closest travel experience to that has been Italy. I've gone there a couple of times and yeah, if you go to Italy and you don't like it, we're probably not going to be friends because you're just not my person, <laughs> but I'll let you know when we make it to Hawaii. Yes, please do. <laughs> Maybe I can bring my family and we can hang out on the yes. beach. Because I do think it is. We'll never leave, though. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, thank you so much. So, Jacqueline, actually, uh, real quick before we go, I will put it in the show notes and everywhere I post this. But can you share with people uh, how they can find you? And mm -hmm. I've written your author name, J.K. Coy, so that um, people, if they're searching for you, they'll 
use the right name, but if you have a website or a Facebook page or anything like that, can you just real quick share that with us? Yeah, for sure. Um, so on Facebook and Instagram, it's at stories by JK Coy. Okay. And then um, online, my mom is the worst.com is my website. That's so fun. I think my kids so enjoy that book. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Well, at the end, it all comes back around to the mother's love. So. I think you'd exactly. both like it. The kids just don't appreciate that as much, right? My kids exactly. Are a little bit weird, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We won't go there. <laughs> okay. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love your story. I can't wait to share it. And um, we'll say goodbye and then I'll share with you afterwards. All right. It sounds good. It's been great working with you and chatting with your group. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Writer's Way podcast. For show notes, links to guests' information, and to learn more about the Writer's Way, check out loririder.com. Until next week, enjoy this chapter of your life.